Salty AF, dude. You know what? There was a... <laughs> at fucking 7-Eleven, there were those little marshmallow fries at the front counter. Oh, yeah, I saw that those. That were called Salty AF. Really? I noticed that earlier when I was getting coffee. I put salt instead of sugar in my coffee, dude. Really? Getting that other 10% of my sodium. Was that the end of the song? I think so, yeah. Surprise ending, dude. Whatever, that's good enough for me. I'm fucking salty as a mauve. Live from the studio, I'm Jimmy Seleski. Pow, 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 pow. I'm Eric Glazer. I'm still eating these pretzels, getting my salt levels up. Yeah, <laughs> I had the courtesy to finish my jerky beforehand. Eric doesn't give a fuck about the listeners. That's facts. That's facts. It's kind of true. Not really. <laughs> I like all the people that listen. Hell yeah, dude. But uh, live from the studio, we're back and at it. We're in the studio. We're live. At right now. As you've come to expect. <laughs> As you've come to expect. Ah, <laughs> uh, damn. It's been a long week, I feel like. It's been like. a long week, dude. Well, it's, I think it's been a little bit since we did the last one. But, um... It has been. We did, but well, also... I don't know why we didn't do it last week. It's a long week, dude. Oh, it was your birthday, dude. It was my birthday. That's true. That's true. Um, 27 now. Mm-hmm. Which is... It, it feels no... I feel no different. I feel no different whatsoever. Yeah. We also did um uh Voyage on the Amazon yeah. on Wednesday. So that's why it feels we like did. I'm like we did just do a podcast recently. We did but then just do a podcast. So shouts out uh to Alex Glazer and uh the rest of the VDTA crew. Yeah. I was a featured guest. Eric is uh well, they have like five co hosts, so yeah. Eric I was like kinda, a seventh mic on that. Oh uh, yeah, I kinda just kept Scout not barking the whole time. You <laughs> did a fantastic job, dude. Yeah, that that yeah. was a really fun episode. That was really cool. But no, yeah, my birthday yeah. was awesome. It was cool. I had like eight people over. You were there. We illegally grilled on my balcony. Uh, didn't get caught. Yeah, good thing. Yeah, very happy about that. Dude, it looked like your apartment was on fire at a certain <laughs> point. Like, did you see that video Lucas sent from his place? Yes, yes. It literally looked like he was smoking it out the window. It looked crazy. It was so white trash. And then... uh Alex took a picture of me blowing up my candles, and I swear to God, dude, if your brother didn't take pictures of me, I would have no Instagram content whatsoever. <laughs> Zero. So I posted that today. Pulled in a cool 80 likes, which is rando 80. level. My brother says, dude, you get rando level Instagram likes. Rando level? Rando level. Mean? He's like, he's like, if you get below triple digit, like if you get, if you get less than 50 likes on your Instagram posts, mm-hmm. it's like, come on, dude. If you get 50 to 100, it's just like, just like uh where the NPC level, non playable character in the world. I'm a non playable character. Yeah. On it. I'm an extra on Instagram. Hey man, I'm no better. Yeah. Well, what do you get? What's your average? Um I don't know. My last one that was good got sixty or something. One seventy three. I feel like there's different standards for dudes. Like, if I see a girl, I get like, I get over a hundred story views though. That's true too. That's true too. I do more stories than posts. Yeah, that's definitely my next step is try to amp up the Instagram game. I spent so much time on Facebook and I haven't really been doing much on Facebook lately, and I feel very good about. I feel very nice. I like check my phone maybe once a day on Facebook. Nice. I make some posts that get. I'm getting no love on Facebook lately. <laughs> My posts are fucking blowing it. They're tanking. But I don't care, dude, because I'm not even trying. I get a funny thought in my head. I'm like, dude, I'm posting it. I don't even check. 
Then I yeah. look the day later, I'm like, easy 60 likes. It's like 13 <laughs> likes. Irene Seleski and 12 <laughs> others like this post. So I'm like, yes, dude. Comment yes. by Tony Seleski. <laughs> 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 Things really died down since uh, I blocked the uh, the protesters. So Damn. I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah, that was a that was a whole other saga. Yeah, that but, got you know we move on. That got rectified, so it we're got good. Rectified, now. that's good. That's uh that's good to hear actually. Yeah, dude. Um, so over the week I had three gigs on Sunday. Three gigs. Yeah, dude. the triple. Because I I was trying to meet you on Sunday <coughs> to podcast, but you're like, dude, not the day, <laughs> not the day at all. <laughs> no, I um so. It turns out that uh, we've had them animals on the podcast before. The band, them animals, Jamie Zeller, Chris Stoll, and I think they got a new bassist since the time we had them on. But uh, the guitarist of that band hit me up to play like a private event at his uh, pool, which is right across the street from De Pasquale's down in Harborview. Beautiful, beautiful fucking neighborhood. It's like a big condo complex. I imagine you got to be rich as fuck to live there. It's fucking yeah, it's awesome. It's like kind of. Um Almost on the way to like Locust Pointish. Yeah, you go down Key Highway, and you just make a left on Harbor View, which makes sense. I think sense. Kevin Spacey lives over there. Does he really? Uh huh. He has a house down on the harbor. Wow. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, glad I made one it out alive last, from that. One, one of the <laughs> last paparazzi pictures of him were like he had a dom or like he gave a paparazzi person Domino's. He like gave them a pizza, and it was like <laughs> it was a picture of him with a hat like. Um, have, hasn't been famous since like 2016 or something something <laughs> weird i forget it wasn't that exact wording but it was something weird like that and it was yeah just taken in the harbor that's dope like, that was the last picture of him out in public I think. baltimore's claim to fame the home <laughs> of, of kevin space the home of pedophiles <laughs> but um so i'm playing there and it was a it was a noon to three gig and it was just at this pool community pool um obviously private though and i'm playing and I get like three songs in and this security lady comes up and she's just walking up while I'm finishing up my third song. And I'm just like, I don't know. And she's like, Mm-mm, that speaker, that's a problem. And I was what? like, what? And like everybody was all the all the like people there were like, you know, it was his birthday party. It's noon on a Sunday. And I was not being loud at all. Yeah, I was like, I mean, the speaker, that's the thing that annoyed me. It was like, lady, like the speaker is big. But, like, it has a volume control. Just because it's a big speaker doesn't mean it's automatically yeah. blowing the fucking rafters off. Like, I can turn it down. Yeah. And I already had it at, like, a very normal level. Like, it was yeah, not yeah. bad at all. Everybody was really enjoying it. And um, she's like, no. So, like, it got this big thing where they were like, are you kidding me? Like, you guys have people here playing their, like, iPhone speakers and, like, like the fucking, like, little mini speakers. And it's like, they're all louder than that. And you're not going to let them play, blah, blah, blah. And so... He was like, look, we need to get this figured out. I don't know if it's going to get figured out, but in the meantime, can you just play without a microphone or like an amp or anything? So I was like, okay, that's kind of strange though. So literally- You have an acoustic guitar. I though. had an acoustic guitar. Okay, cool. And so he was like, and so now it's just a group of like 15 people just all chilling on like pool chairs and cooking out. And I'm just in the middle of this group of people with a guitar just singing a full set. 
And it was like the weirdest thing ever because it's like if you walked in, at least like if I have a microphone and a speaker, it's like, okay, this guy is a supposed paid, to be here. He's supposed to be here. Instead, people are walking in and I'm just some random dude with a guitar. Just walking around. Yeah, not just jamming. <laughs> yeah. Not just like playing a guitar like normal, but like playing just full. gently playing. <laughs> full sets. Just going, not talking to anybody, just song. Yeah, because all you do is walk up to a conversation and like this next one's going to be. <laughs> walk up to the dude grilling. It, being like, hey, uh, you it any was, requests? <laughs> it was legitimately the most odd thing I've ever done for like 30 minutes. Luckily, luckily they got it figured out and I was they like pulled some strings and I was allowed to go back on the speaker. But it was it was weird for a second. It was really fun. I had a great time. Um it wasn't weird in a bad way. It was just something I've never done before. And it yeah. it was only weird because of what I said. It's like I, it was weird because I felt like if anybody was a newcomer to that situation, they're just like, why is like, this? Who is this guy? Yeah, why is this dude that no one knows here just playing nonstop? Like, <laughs> dude, we get it. You brought a guitar to the pool. It's like, no, dude, you don't understand. Like, I'm paid to be here yeah. and sit next to you. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't just invited and decided to bring my guitar. <laughs> but it was really cool. And then I had a nice cruise uh, gig after that on the Spirit of Baltimore beautiful 5 to 7.30 evening cruise. That went really well, and then I hit the horse afterwards. So that was a full day. It was really... That's a full day, but luckily, like, all kind of relatively same area. Yeah. Like, you start off kind of over west-ish and then end up east. Yeah, I mean, it was like the cruise, the, the harbor is, like, pretty much... I mean, I was already in the harbor for the private event. I just went yeah, around the yeah. corner to my next gig, and then I went to Fells for the last one. But that was, uh, yeah, that was, that was very interesting. I... Now that I'm now that I've done it once, I can say I've done that, you know. But yeah, it's like cool. Very stoked. Dude, three game day. Yeah, I felt like the fucking Wolf of Wall Street after that day. <laughs> I was like, dude, I am fucking. Dude, rich. you're on a boat at some point. Mm-hmm. Like, I was doing was, everything, dude. Yeah, I was man. all over. <laughs> just fucking playing all some over. Private ass pool. <laughs> Kevin Spacey was there in disguise. <laughs> there were some babes at that pool, dude. I was like, because it's like the only people that are allowed at that pool are like people that live there. And the people that live there are rich and they exactly. can afford to be beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> or people that dock there. So it's like okay. you're either a boat babe or you're like a sugar baby. And I was like, this is awesome. Even like the even like the fifty year old women were just stacked. I was like, Yes. Yes. And uh Chris came like ten minutes after I finished the whole entire gig. So I was like, Nice dude, thanks. Oh. <laughs> but that That's was my cool. Sunday, dude. Hell yeah. Dude, Sunday for me. Pretty uneventful. Uh, your birthday party was dope. Ice cream cake was dope. Still got it. Got to get my grill back at some point, <laughs> but I don't need it yet. I meant to bring that today. I saw your Instagram comment saying, I need my grill back. Like, yeah, yeah. as I was already here, I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> now you're good. <laughs> Whoops. Dude. But yeah, such shocking news today. Beep, 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 breaking news. <laughs> Just fucking <laughs> Dude, so uh, my one roommate, Umar, was uh, he's been, like, looking for a house, and he, like, put in, like, his, like, bid or whatever, and I think he's going to get it, and uh, but we just signed, like, a new year lease or whatever, and then, so I found that out today that he's like, I think it might go through. Um, we're going to do the inspection on Saturday. It's like, okay, cool. Um, like if he moves out, we'll probably just like fill him in, fill him like a sublet or whatever. But then the next text after that was like Evan being like, I think I might need to 
get my own place. Like I'm 30. Like I feel like, you know, I feel like I should do that. So now I'm like, yo. Jeez. Oh, so you what? all just signed the lease? Yeah. But so I think we might try to get out of it. But now suddenly, very soon, I have to find a new place. And I'm like, ah. That <laughs> this sucks. sucks. Well, I mean, if you think about it, did you all three sign the lease? Yeah. Okay. So like technically it would be their job if you can't get out of the lease it's their job to sublet and find somebody to cover that lease and or, or otherwise they're responsible for that until they do well i think we've already we were talking to the property manager today and i think they think it's harder to like lease like those two other rooms with just like a random dude in the basement yeah um so I think what we're going to do is all just like leave at the end of October, I think, and then they'll sublease the rest of our lease, get our security deposit back, and then just do a new lease when that okay. ends up. But it sucks. That does Dude, That suck place too. is so dope. It is a great place. I mean, in theory, like you could say there, I mean, it is a really nice place. If anybody's listening and wants to move in with Eric, it is a nice spot. He's got a projector in the basement, which uh, you won't get in your room, but Eric yeah. has a projector. Hey, man. I mean, Evan's moving out. He's taking the TV. I could probably well, break out the projector in the I did notice that, like, I've noticed Umar making a couple little comments here and there on, like, random social media posts, just being like, I'm 30, I live with roommates, blah, 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 <laughs> blah. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Like... I understand, like, the societal pressures of feeling like, oh, I'm getting to that age, now I need, like, it's just, like, random shit. It's like, but, like, at the same time, like, I, I kind of understand it more for Evan's situation, because mm-hmm. he's just kind of, like... Yeah, and he's been hinting about moving out, even in, the like, the last place he was hinting about it. Yeah. But also, like, sign the lease, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, you know, they both have, they both have pretty steady relationships, right? Um... Umar, yes, Evan's single right now. Dude, if you're a single guy, just like, I mean, I get, I get, like, again, I understand the whole, because I, I think about that sometimes too. I'm like, okay, I'm 27, yeah. I live with my brother. No, I totally understand Evan's situation. I just didn't know the house thing was going to come so soon. Yeah. And I was like, damn. I was definitely like, I like set up my basement finally how I like it. Fucking have the garden in the backyard going. Yeah, I'm gonna have to like rip those pepper plants out and take them with me, dude. I don't think you have to leave, bro. I don't. I mean, I don't want to, but I think I'm. It's gonna be easier if I do. You just don't. Do you? What are your thoughts on living with a couple random roommates? I mean, I guess I'd rather live with people that I know, though. Yeah. See that that is the thing that I feel like I'm past is, I I don't mind the fact that I have a place with my brother. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly fine. I, l- I enjoy it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm not really financially in a place where I could afford to have an entire place to myself comfortably. Yeah, I could, sure. but it's just like, why put that burden on myself if I can live with someone who's on the exact same page? It's not like somebody I have to like tiptoe around or walk on eggshells and have yeah, like yeah. weird passive aggressive typical roommate tiffs like, dude, can you wash your dishes, but like not be allowed to say it out loud because it's like yeah, I don't feel like doing that. Exactly, like you were you were close enough with Umar and Evan to the point where like 
if there was anything that needed to be addressed, you guys were addressing it. That's the yeah, one yeah. thing that, like, especially, dude, especially. I've never met a girl who has a good relationship with her previous roommate. Yeah. In my life, I've never met a girl who's not like, oh, my other, my ex roommate was such a bitch. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> it's like, because you guys don't communicate. Because you just fucking, like, you do, you live your life, she lives her life, and you both just let things get to such a head. And you don't fucking like, just fucking say like, dude, I wish you, can you wash the dishes, please? Or yeah. can you vacuum? Or can you do this? Can you like stop leaving your plates out? And this, that, the other thing. It's like, that that is the the great thing about living with somebody you know is you just be like, dude, can you pick up your fucking sweater, please? Yeah. You know? And it never gets out of hand because you're constantly addressing things as they come. You don't let things get to a boiling point. But, so like, I understand like for me, there's no possible way I could ever see myself moving into a place with a bunch of just other people just like two other dudes that i don't have any relationship with whatsoever i'm just living around we're just three dudes living around each other yeah i don't i'm not in a position where i want to live around people anymore i live with yeah. people i'm not living around people though that phase of my life i never fortunately i never uh did that mm-hmm. um but that window has long been closed yeah the window of my life where i was able to do that long gone i know so that's where i'm at where i'm like God, I hope I know someone who like needs to find a place around the same time I do, or do I have to try to find like a fucking shitty one bedroom place? Well, I mean, it's something to consider, and it's something that uh, I know probably at this point you'd never consider, but. What, buying mean, a house? Not buying a I'm house. Not doing that. That's that's yeah. way off in the distance yeah, for me yeah. and you. I yeah, feel for like sure. that's just so yeah, far yeah. out in outer space at this yeah. point. <laughs> but like, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but like, um, you know, when I when I lost my previous place, I had I had a decision. I was in a financial position where I could ease. I had enough money saved and and things like that, and my ducks in a row enough to the point where I could have gone and just lived in some random room in somebody's place in Canton or Fells or Towson or whatever. Uh, probably not Towson because it would be like fucking a bunch of random frat guys in me. Yeah. Just like, Jesus Christ. But like, We got all kicked off on-campus houses. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just us and this 27-year-old dude. <laughs> but like, you know, a place like Canton or Fells or something like where everybody's doing that my age, mm. like mid to late 20s living in rooms with each other. I could have done that. But um, I think I made the right decision, even though it sucked at the time, was to just kind of move back in to my parents for like a couple months and just find a place that worked. So I wasn't like, you know, I feel like it's like it, I had the option to do that. And my parents kind of like encouraged me to do it because they were like, you know, what are you gonna do? You're just going to find some random place on Craigslist and live with a bunch of random dudes. And it's like, yeah, you're right. And now I'm putting myself in this situation where I have to deal with that. And the option did exist, so I did it. And then I took those months to just find like a place that I really like now, as opposed yeah, to yeah. getting myself all bound up in a lease that I don't even want to be a part of and then having to wait a year before I can actually have a living situation that I enjoy again, you know? Yeah. Even though I did have a living situation that I didn't enjoy that entire six months, which was living <laughs> in my parents' basement, which is the most typical... Just loser thing. I know, dude. I just, I, 
just can't go back. Mm. I can't go back, dude. Yeah. Once I'm going to be I'm going to be 27 once I have to move out of my current place. I'm not going back to my parents' yeah. house. Yeah. It's out of the books, dude. Yeah. That ship has sailed. Yeah. It's 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 not even like a thing like that. It's more of just like an annoyance of like fuck, dude. This was just not on my radar at all right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I mean, but the plus side of it is, at the very least, as it stands right now, they are still just as much obligated to that lease as you are. Oh, yeah. And so, it really is kind of on them. It's not your responsibility to find a roommate. I mean, You're yeah, li- but I, I also don't think it's gonna... I don't think that's the... Because also, like, I don't think, like, the owners of the house... Like, they have, like, they had certain... Mm-hmm. you know things about us renting from them and like they really wanted like a family there I'm sure they still do but also like we were good tenants so yeah. like they yeah. we were their option like one of their only options and it just worked out and then also like you know they had like the fucking land manager company do like yeah. a pop-in visit to make sure the place was okay and of course it was so then mm-hmm. but they, so they haven't been like anything like that recently yeah and but, the, o- uh, the other thing that add to that just as a little disclaimer um but yeah i just i think they'd rather not have they're more into it with our case because we were already like we all already knew each other we weren't just like random people that were getting thrown into their house mm-hmm. while they're gone yeah like uh so I, I yeah i think i think they'd be opposed to that too like the sure. management company just finding two other people to fill the slots or whatever. Yeah. Um. Or like even if it was like a couple, and then like I'm just living in the basement. These people that, that I don't know and they don't know me. <laughs> it'd just be weird. So like, yeah. so you know. But obviously, th- the most logical thing is for us all to go off, just because then we'd get the security deposit back, and then also, it wouldn't like affect us breaking the lease or anything. The the thing I was gonna say is, Umar and Evan both stand up dudes, and so oh, yeah. whatever happens, they're not gonna leave you hanging. Oh you know? no, they're no. not gonna they're not gonna put you in a situation where you're completely fucked. Oh no, you know. So that's that's a good thing. It's a, it's you know I didn't I, it to anybody listening. I didn't want to run the risk of it sounding like that's what they were doing because they're not. It's just like uh, well, they kind of are. They kind of are. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a fine line. It it really is a fine line because it's like, dude, did you just now decide you need a house? Like, why couldn't you have decided that, like, you know what would be a really 30-year-old move? Not just randomly up and buying a place because you all of a sudden you get this ink, this feeling that you it can't. It is a little midlife crisis. It's like, dude, a real 30-year-old <laughs> would go, I'm going to get a place and I'm going to look months out and plan and make arrangements and that way when the lease ends everybody's in a place where they can move on to their next situation Mm -hmm. again not saying anything bad about anybody i'm just saying like that's like that's something that even i wouldn't be able to do (laughs) but i'm 27 dog i'm 26 nobody expects me to do that dude (laughs) you know so like that's the uh, 30 it's not it's not the house, it's not the car, it's not the relationship, it's not the job. It's the state of mind. An adult 
is in control of his situation. And whatever that situation is, if you're living in if you're living in a house with two other dudes and you have your shit under control, which they both do, that's something to, that's something to be happy about and that's something to be satisfied about and now you're in a situation where you can look out a year off into the future and go, "You know what? This time next year, I'm going to have a house." So, unfortunately, they didn't do that. <laughs> or maybe they did, but yeah, only he, I I know he started looking like the last like couple months. But they just kind of where where is he moving to? Um, I think like still in Hamden. What are you what are your thoughts on location wise? Obviously you have the you have a place that's right next to your job, so that's Yeah, I know, dude. That's like the killer thing too where I'm like <sighs> like I had perfect location, 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 dude. Like, yeah. It was it's so sick. So are you are you ideally trying to stay in Hamden? I think I'm going to try to, or like maybe like Remington or Charles Village. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No shot of you moving back out to the, the, <laughs> oh, t- the, the big T? Maybe, dude. What's the what's the Berkshires like, dude? I tell you what, dude. If you moved into the Berkshires and it was me, you, and Lucas living at the Berkshires, that would be... It would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah, I know. Do you know how easy coordinating the podcast would be? <laughs> we could just do it there. Dude, we would <laughs> pump out podcasts like no. We'd be like the fucking Rogan experience. Three a week. Who gives a fuck? Dude, yeah. Dude, that could be it. I don't know. You want to live at the studio, dude? <laughs> not living at the studio. Maybe in between here and the That's Berkshire. That's what I'm saying, dude. dude. If you need a place use, to fucking just... <laughs> dude, like, I've done it. You can do it. It's a rite of passage, dude. <laughs> it is, dude. You can live at the studio, dude. I got toothpaste. I have my neighbor's uh, hose faucet Hell yeah. for brushing your teeth. Dude, and... I can't wait for the family to move in next door. <laughs> <laughs> Me outside taking my morning shit. <laughs> like, hey, neighbor. <laughs> it's a temporary situation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. No, man. That, I mean, dude, the Berkshires would be sweet. Be cool. My and brother lives it. across the street. Be a good sitch. My parents would probably like it because I'm in Towson. Exactly. And, it, you know, it's a bop down 83 for work. It's not that bad. Two it's exits down bad. 83. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there is something to be said for living in an apartment building, too. Even though my fucking maintenance AC. guys have still not fixed my disposal. <laughs> my kitchen sink has been clogged <laughs> for two fucking days. And I'm like, dude, you're lucky I'm not a complete asshole. Because, <laughs> like, I know my brother submitted the maintenance requests. And, like, oh, yeah, like that day, I don't expect you to be up there. Yeah. But you have an in-house maintenance crew, dude. I watch these people walk around the building all fucking day. How many sinks are clogged? <laughs> How many sinks are clogged? Like, dude, come on. <laughs> can you fix my... I can't even fucking run my water for longer than, than, than like, um, 30 seconds at a time. But I live around it, and whatever. We just got a new man. This is thing that we just got a new management company, and uh, I immediately was just like on my toes about everything. I was like, "These motherfuckers better not change shit up around here." I've been living here for eight months, and I've been liking the way it's been going. Um, but for the most part, they I mean they keep they have cookies in the break room now. There you go. So honestly, dude. That was smart on their part, because if they didn't have cookies in the break room and my sink was taking that long to be unclogged, <laughs> I'd be much more pissed. Yeah. But like, I'm like, oh, that's sweet. 
That's sweet. I go down, <laughs> I get my morning cup of coffee, a chocolate chip cookie, very well baked. Like, I don't know who's baking them, but they're super good. But it's almost like maybe maybe they know I was the one grilling and they're like, dude, I'm not fixing your sink for a while. Ooh. You're lucky we didn't fucking do some shit about you grilling on your balcony last week. Yeah. Like if I try to call them like, guys, what the fuck? And they're like, dude, you what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, what'd you do? Did you put all the, the charcoal briquettes down the disposal? Is that why it's broken? <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> I know exactly what it was. I just... I was cutting up vegetables, and I was like, dude, I got a disposal, bro. I'm not even eating these vegetables. I'm cutting them up, fucking throwing them down the drain. (laughs) Throwing them down the drain, dude, disposing of them. They're going to be like, dude, why are there eight green peppers in your fucking drink? (laughs) Just whole green peppers. Because I hate green peppers. (laughs) I literally bought them to dispose of them. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So we'll see how that fucking goes. We'll see how that goes. We'll see if uh, Berkshire becomes the the <laughs> new headquarters alive in the studio. Dude, honestly, I see. We talk about adult moves. I've been thinking. I've had two like dreams of mine, mm-hmm. and this is one of them. Well, it's all kind of like one dream. But there's like different aspects of it, you know. Like I play yeah. music, I have the podcast, you know. Yeah. But eventually, at some point in my life, I see those two things merging in to this place where, like, if I can make enough money to have like a place that I can live at, have a fully operational studio, yeah, and have it be like a venue, like, and I would call it the studio, dude, for sure. I would call it the studio, and Look, it would be yeah. like it would be like in a sweet place downtown. It would be like a comedy club, like concert venue. No bigger than the size of the auto bar. I don't need something crazy. In yeah. fact, I would kind of like it more if it was like a more kind of like low-key concert venue, but it was like a club that everybody knew about, everyone wanted to go to. And I'd fucking move the scene back to where it needs to be, dude. It bugs me, no shade to Magoobies, but it does bug me that the biggest uh, comedy club in Baltimore is like way out of the way. If you think about it, yeah. it's like, dude, why don't we should have like when I went out to L.A. and I saw the Laugh Factory and seeing all these like big names that were there. And I'm just like, dude, we should have something like that. That'd be so fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it's easier for them, too, just because it's they have so many people to pull from out yeah. in L.A. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, Baltimore City does need like a real comedy club. It needs a real comedy club. It like needs... in the heart of the city. Yeah. Like I know there's like, you know, the comedy factory, but that's kind of off in the outskirts. Like there just there needs to be something like and like uh so one of the shows for the festival is at uh Pose Comedy Theater. I think it's like in the Lord Baltimore Hotel. Mm-hmm. It used to be like a magic theater. Mm-hmm. But I think they're doing comedy there now potentially but yeah one of the festival shows is there so i'll I'll see how that is but it's but i don't know if it's like the size of like an actual comedy club Mm -hmm. like i don't know if it's like an actual i like i I don't know if like like there's table service or like food or i've never been there i don't know what it looks like that's the other thing that i've been working out in this hood dream of mine is am i gonna serve food at my club i don't know I feel like food just brings in a whole other Food brings element. in a whole other element. You could do like bring your own food probably. Bring your own food. We got a bar. You know, that'd be cool. 
bar is easy. Things don't bar expire. Yeah. You fucking put the liquor up there. You wait till it's almost done. Tells itself. Even if it takes fucking 20 years for this one weird bottle of liquor you have. It doesn't matter. Yeah, one guy asked you to order it. He never came back. Yeah, you <laughs> have it. has been sitting there. Once a year, somebody gets a shot of it. That's fine. Liquor doesn't go bad. Whatever. But that is absolutely... That, that's going to require a lot of things. A lot of mo- lot of moving parts. Yeah. Uh, the main moving part is me making any money. <laughs> that's the big. That's the, the initial big investment. <laughs> um, it's a moving target. <laughs> I'm gonna need property taxes in Baltimore to go down, dude, because right now True. it's gonna be very difficult to convince myself to move down there and buy a major a complex building and pay literally twice as much for that property than I would if it was one foot over the line in the county. Especially if it's like old building infrastructure. Yeah. Like and that's you'd why have to like redo the whole thing. It'd be a bitch to like heat it and cool it. Mm-hmm. And that's probably why the comedy venues that are Baltimore comedy venues are on the county. Because that's pro- they're probably dealing with that shit too. It's like, where's the comedy factory? That's Dundalk, right? Um, I don't know. I think it's technically in the city still. Okay. But it's like in the, it's like in a hotel down there. Mm. And it's like a big venue, and it has like a big space, but it's still like, you know, you go there, you pull up in a hotel parking lot. There's a McDonald's in there, too. Mm-hmm. It's just like not, it's not like the vibe you want Yeah. going into a show. Yeah. Also, it's like, uh, again, I don't want to throw any shade to McGoobies because we were literally just talking before the cast about doing some type of affiliate marketing. They probably don't listen to this. Who cares? Yeah, but I mean, we need a better Magoobies name. Magoobies is dope. It is dope. We just, I just wish they changed their name. That's a personal opinion. I just like, like, Segway watching the fucking Chappelle's thing on Netflix mm-hmm. when he was talking about the punchline in San Francisco. That's a good name for a club. The punchline, dude. That just sound like, yo, I'm going to the fucking punchline. I'm going to the fucking, the Laugh Factory. I'm going to the Comedy Cellar, the store. Yeah. Cool names. Who's going? Magoobies, it sounds like a fucking birthday clown name. Yeah. I think um I think the name is like more sentimental to the owner. Um I don't know. Yeah, like but even like Comedy Factory, it's like almost there, but it's not. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a mashup of the comedy the comedy seller and the laugh factory. And they're yeah. like the comedy factory. Let's yeah, go with yeah. that. I don't know. That's that's no. just that's just naming something I'd like to Naming shit is hard, though. Naming shit's hard. You can tell by us naming ours live from the studio. That's a great <laughs> fucking name. But it's a great name. name. It Keep is it a great simple. Name. But it's, you know, we were, it. it's the best name. It is like, you know, no shade to us. I'm not trying to throw shade to us. Because it's <laughs> a great name. Sure. But I'm saying, like, you know, it's like a... It's definitely like easy. It's streamlined. Exactly. I'm saying it's like a you know to like the punchline. The punchline is a is a simple like that that I was watching some TED talk or something, talking about this guy named uh, I forgot his name, but he was like <laughs> some famous designer, and he was the guy who like designed a whole. He was the guy who like designed Air Force One, the plane, and like he basically they they call him like the designer of the 20th century. Like he designed like the new way the cars would look and everything like that. He was like this famous guy from like France or some bullshit. Okay, and he had this acronym, Maya, M A Y A, and he had this formula for what makes something a hit. 
hit being like something that really takes off in people's minds. And the the acronym stood for most acceptable, no, most advanced yet acceptable. And basically, his theory was that the best things, the things that strike with strike a core of people the most, are things that are as far off into like the realm of like new and creative as you can get while still being familiar. Yeah. So he was talking about like uh, I thought it was really interesting. When he was talking about names, for instance, how they follow that formula. So like in the eighties and nineties, Samantha was an extremely unpopular name. However, it's a very it's a no it's a familiar name. Like you know the name Samantha, but it's just like it wasn't very popular in the eighties. And so what happened was all the people that are having kids in the eighties and nineties, early nineties mostly started naming their daughter Samantha. And he was like, basically, he was like, the year 1992, which is the year we were born, it was the most popular name for a girl. Because I was thinking, I was like, dude, yeah, Samantha. Know a lot of dude, I know so many Samanthas that we went to school with. And the yeah. reason they said was because at that time, it was a familiar name, but it was something that was not, that not a lot of people were doing. But because of that, everybody picked that name and then it became a super popular name. And now it's like, you're going back the other way where you're now you're naming stuff other things, you know what I'm yeah. saying? They say the same. It applies to everything, like a a song. The most popular. They said um, he used the example of Spotify's Discover Weekly, and he said when they first launched the platform, the idea was to introduce listeners to um, new music, obviously. But um, and they originally started out with it would be like 30 songs in the Discover Weekly, and like a certain percentage of them would be songs that like everybody kind of knew, and they were like popping off songs, and then. Them, and then uh, the other rest of them would be like kind of like unheard of, like new songs that they want to push. And people were really getting into it. And then they were like, guys, what if we, what if we just made this like thirty songs of like all new stuff, you know, like all stuff that p- people we want people to hear. And when they did that, all thirty songs in Discover Weekly were like new shit, not shit that was popular at all. Mm-hmm. The people that were listening to it dropped off dramatically, like plummeted. And then they reintroduced the popular music. What they discovered was is that people were far more willing or looking to listen to new shit as long as they heard things that they were familiar with kind of mixed in with it. You know what I'm saying? And so it kind of all follows that formula of like uh, the best hit you can have is something that's so new and original, but also it kind of like reminds you of something. It Mm kind of just, it sounds right, you know? Which is why I think uh, you can watch the cycle of how music has evolved and like you can notice different patterns like in indie music, for instance, the 80s aesthetic and the 80s kind of like guitar sounds and synths and stuff really started to make a comeback with bands like 1975 and things like that because they were doing a new spin on an old sound. You know, you can't just come out with an 80s song, but if you come out with a song that is like new and you're like, oh, shit, I like this song. And it also kind of reminds me of like an 80s feel. That is why it took off, I feel like, you know? Yeah, it's like a lot of, uh, I feel like a lot of Carly Rae Jepsen songs are mm-hmm. like very like synth poppy, like kind of mm-hmm. 80s-ish. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see that. It's coming back and that's why when I think about for my own That's why you've been purpose. honing your synth skills. That's why I've been honing in on that one. fucking 90s sound since day one, bro. Because in 10 years, not 10 years, I'll be yeah. fucking like 80. Okay, <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, t- I'm thinking like two or three years, dude. Mm-hmm. The same way the 80s came back and everybody was reeling into the fucking synth pop shit. 
I could totally see how I've been fucking grinding out on this kind of like I haven't been doing it on purpose. It's just the kind of music I write. Yeah. Just kind of like nineties feel to it. And then all of a sudden I could I could see people being like, I kinda like this kind of reminds me of like fucking Goo Dolls or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And they'd be like, This is dope. Yeah. You know, whereas like ten years ago they'd been like, This sounds too much like the Goo Dolls, dude. They just stopped <laughs> being popular five years ago. Yeah. But now, bingo. Nostalgia so. for Goo Goo Dolls. Nostalgia. I, I mean, who knows, dude? I, I just I don't know. I can see it's that just something. Off. It's something to uh, consider. But yeah, to go back to why names like the Punchline and the Laugh Factory and Comedy Cellar and the Store—they're simple, yet like just I don't know. That's why live from you the studio. You know exactly what you're getting. Live from the studio. You know exactly what you're getting. Exactly. Most advanced, yet acceptable. Very advanced. Live from the studio. We're not live. <laughs> Sometimes we're not even from the studio. <laughs> yeah. Advanced, but we're acceptable. From. We're from, from and the, from the two words that can't live without. Uses two words. You're like, ooh, from the, from the. Where's that? I from? will accept live in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> I will accept it. Because I know it's from the, from the. Remember our original name for the podcast was going to be the show. Yeah, that was most acceptable yet unacceptable. <laughs> 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 Damn. yeah i forgot about that the show yeah i think we we made the right choice <laughs> Sometimes the show could have been good though it could have been good i mean i think of like um even like the band name sophomore i feel like that's cool because even though i still to this day rack my brain every day should it be sophomores or sophomore i can never decide <laughs> i like literally stay up at night thinking about it sometimes but then I'm like, oh, man, my business card already says sophomore. Facebook page won't let me change it ever again because they only let you change it once, and I already changed it from Jimmy Seleski music, so yeah. I wasted that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, sophomore, it's like, you've heard that word. Yeah. But, like, how often do you hear that word? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Much. I remember when I went to high school, I was a freshman, as most people who just started high school are. And I remember asking this kid in 10th grade, I was like, yo, what grade are you in? He was like, I'm 10th grade. I'm like, yeah, but like, what do they call that? And it was like junior, senior, I'm a freshman. He's like, oh, sophomore. And I was like, that's dope. I've never heard that word before. Sophomore? <laughs> but then it's like, dude, everybody knows what it is, but it's like most advanced, yet yeah, acceptable. acceptable. I definitely told people I was in the 10th grade. You didn't say I sophomore? I feel like I'd never say sophomore. I knew what it was, but like also I don't know. It doesn't quite have the ring that junior and I feel like yeah, junior, senior, freshman. Freshman, you know what you're in for. Like yeah. and like coming straight out of middle school, you don't have any names for the grades. You're mm-hmm. so you're so ready to be like, Yeah, I'm a freshman. Yeah. Like, you know, like even yeah. though there's like negative connotations to being a freshman, you know? Yeah. Because like the older people are like, You're fucking freshman, dude. Freshman. Freshman. Fresh meat. But coming straight out of middle school, you can have like a name now. That's sick. Yeah. But tenth grade, tenth grade just sounds dope because it's like double ten digit. is a big number, dude. That's the first double digit. Like you're still fresh out of like fucking fifth grade, pretty much. Yeah, you just doubled like, up a little bit. You doubled up now, dude. You sound big. Tenth <laughs> grade, you're at least sixteen now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But then junior. That's when you start going back to the names. And I feel like I did go in that cycle, dude, like uh 
every year that was like, like my sophomore year was probably my second best year in high school. Because that was the first year I decided to not be fat as shit. And so it was kind of like the first year that I was like, that was the first time a girl ever liked me, which was like big for me, dude. I was like, I didn't even know what it was. I remember like I was in class and obviously, you know, being a fucking chubby loser for the entirety of my life prior to that, (laughs) I always obviously liked girls. But yeah. I never once imagined. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was out of the question that any girl would like. You. <laughs> I couldn't even like in my same situation. I was like a chubby little middle schooler, and I was like, "Oh, of course, no girl looks at me in any way like that." Yeah, yeah. And then all it took was not being fat, dude. <laughs> Literally, all it took. All it took. Remember my then entire then life. You hear I was through like, the grapevine. Hey, I heard someone likes you. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. Or though. just like, like a girl like being you. a little gigglier than normal, and I was like. You really liked that joke, didn't you? Damn. That's crazy. I'm not going to act on this for... I'm not going to act on it. Six years. That led to, <laughs> that led to like, four more years of sexual frustration, <laughs> knowing that I could if I would, but I couldn't. <laughs> but, yeah. Sophomore year. Sophomore year, dude. So, wait. Sophomore year is the first crush? Someone had a first crush on you? Yeah. Sophomore year was also my first kiss. Ooh. Actually, might have been junior year. Junior year first. Junior case. year, but it was with the girl who liked me sophomore year. It took me a year to make a move. There you go. I spent. Is s- this also the same girl that you freaked out at the dance because you got a boner? No, it was a different girl. Okay, gotcha. That was later on junior year. Okay. No, that was my senior year. Ooh. That was my senior <laughs> year. I was just starting to learn how to apply boners, <laughs> and I applied it wrongly. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was like a very weird. I remember the first the first time I had sex, I could not believe that she was enjoying it. Like the first time I heard a girl go, like, oh, and I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm doing this shit, dude. I am fucking having sex right now. I'm fucking this girl. She is loving it. She was 26 too at the time. Damn. Yeah. So like she had she had experience. She fucked. She fucked. And I here I am, fucking way fucking too old to still be a bird, virgin. Dude. 21, <laughs> just losing my virginity. I just fucking... That was a revolutionary experience for me, dude. Like, yeah. That's definitely like... That ki- let the beast out of the cage. Yeah, I mean, there's there's very few things that lived up to the hype of... The first time you do anything. And even sex itself, like, I had spent years jerking off. I'd gotten a couple, I'd gotten like one or two blowjobs prior to the first time I had sex. So, like, the sec, the act of having sex for the first time itself was not a revolutionary experience. But it was the fact that it, now it was on the table. Yeah. Now that I had finally gotten it out of the way, because for the longest time I just would not do it. I had the option, wouldn't do it. It was on the menu, didn't order it. Then I was like, yo. It was like the first time I st- stopped being super strict about my diet after like college and shit. Then I got fat. <laughs> Take the good with the bad. I was like, dude, I will get this cheesesteak. And you know what? I will not have a six-pack anymore because that is an option now. Yeah. It's it is interesting though that like uh 
I feel like your brain does it like changed after you had sex for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because like, dude, for forever you were just thinking like, all right, when's it gonna happen? Yeah. When am I gonna do this? What's it gonna be like? Da 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 da. And then all that shit's just wiped out of your memory. You're like, all right, now I'm just fucking. Well, I remember girls saying things before I had lost virginity. Just like random girls, usually a little bit older, would be like, oh, I can tell you're a virgin. And I'd be like, really? How? She's like, it's just the way you act. I can just tell when a guy is a virgin. I'm like, really? And I never understood. I was like, dude, I'm a fucking virgin. You kidding me? You think I act like a virgin? Get the hell out of here. But then I was like, oh, yeah, girls can pick up on that shit. Like, they know. If there's one thing girls are good at, it's picking up on vibes from dudes, dude. That's what they're made to do. Yeah. You know? So, like, they can, like when you walk around as a dude, they call it big dick energy. Big dick energy. This is something that I'm sure we've all heard of. Um, and it's just a certain demeanor that certain guys have that exudes confidence. And there's when you are experienced and you know what you're doing and you talk to a girl you exude a certain amount of confidence now that you're, if you are confident in yourself and not nervous of like, oh man, if this goes too far, I'm, you're nervous and all things like that. Not yeah. to say that I don't get nervous when I'm hooking up with a new girl or whatever. Everybody does, you know. It's like, uh, you know. But you can tell. You can tell. Like the minute I had had sex, I'd walk around, I'd be like, talking to a girl, I'd be like, I fuck this girl. I have fucked before, and I will do it again if I fucking have to. <laughs> if I must. <laughs> I'll do it. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> All right, if you're making me. If you're making me, I'll do it. Now, you can't always tell if a girl is a virgin mm-hmm. because, you know, it's just different things. It's just different things. I mean, at this age, you can always tell if a guy's a virgin because if you're fucking 28 and a virgin, it's like, dude, I, I can tell. Yeah. Like, you are a virgin. Yeah. You know? What's yeah, that thing it on Reddit? definitely is a... Wait, what? They said that thing on Reddit. It's like if you're 40 and you're still a virgin, you become a wizard. Some a wizard. Reddit sense of humor. Yeah. Bullshit. For sure. Yeah. We used to have that theory that said if you go more than three years without having sex, you re- become, you become a, virgin a virgin again. again. Yeah. <laughs> Which I actually think is fair. I think that's I fair. I think that's true. Yeah, I, I, think, I think so. I think that's too. science. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to get Nobel Prizes. For it's, that. Like, it's like points on your license. Three years, it just they yeah. fall off, dude. It just wipes off. There was a time when I had 10 points on my license. Now I have zero because I haven't gotten a traffic ticket in three, go. four years. Hell yeah. I'm a virgin again. A virgin. Every three years you go with having sex, you drop a body. <laughs> but do the bodies stay accumulated if you keep the 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 volley going? If you yeah, yeah. I okay. think I think it's like a video game, like your score keeps going until you die, which is yeah. the three years, then you're a virgin again and yes. start over. Yes. Okay. Yes. But I mean there's I feel gotta, like that's fair. There's also gotta be a limit because you can't if you have like fucking thirty bodies in college and then you go on a three year drive spell after college, you don't become a virgin again. Oh yes you do. You think so? For sure. I feel like you just start after You go that. from thirty to zero, dude. What are you doing? What happened? Graduated. You're not fucking for maybe. Okay, let's put it this way. Maybe, maybe in college you were like the fucking president of your frat, fucking awesome, sweet house on frat row, like University of Maryland. You're banging. Secretly, you never wanted to actually fuck. (laughs) 
but secretly you did anyway. Yeah. Because you had 30 fucking bodies in college. You were racking them up, letting them hit the floor. And then you graduate from college. You fucking find out that, dude, life isn't college, bro. You have to fucking be cool. Being cool in college is way different than being cool in the real world. No girl wants to go back to your dingy fucking apartment sticky floors from natty light cans and shit and living with three other dudes and your house smells like fucking weed all the time and nobody even wants to sit on your fucking couch because it's dirty and you, there's a fucking slice of pizza lodged on the windowsill. <laughs> nobody wants that shit, dude. When you're in college, it's like, oh, yeah, it's college. Then you get your stupid-ass job working in fucking some dumb-ass marketing company and you're living, you know, still in a room with four other dudes you graduated with, but now you're all just, like, fucking doing nothing, just, like, living that workaholics lifestyle, smoking all day, drinking all day, drinking every night. You start to get fat. You start to get gross. You're a fucking loser now. Yeah. And girls don't want to fuck losers. So now you were the fucking man in college. Now you're fucking 25. You're 26. You're a loser. Who's fucking you? Nobody. Nobody, dude. But is that enough to say that you just become a virgin again? Yeah, The dude. clock starts You're ticking. becoming that much of a loser, you're a virgin again. That's fair, actually. Yeah, I dude. see where you're you coming from. You set up that. your own demise. Dude. It's almost like the bigger you are, the harder you fall. Exactly. It's like, dude, if you went from 30 bodies in college to zero bodies over the yeah, next three, three years. three years, that you're a virgin again. You're more of a virgin than the guy who only had one body. I'm glad you're on my side. Dude, now. you gotta fuck 30 girls just to become not a virgin again, bro. Yeah, dude. You're like, <laughs> you're in, in the negative. You like answer wrong on Jeopardy, dude. <laughs> Too many times. <laughs> you are negative, dude. You're negative. <laughs> I think that's a fair rule, dude. You're negative, and that's why you're not getting ass. Exactly, dude. Because if there's one thing that a girl doesn't want to fuck more than a virgin, it's negative fucking Nancy, dude. negative Nancy. <laughs> Damn, bro. Yeah, I think that's... We're going to get another Nobel Prize for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's another one. That's another one. Two in, two in one episode. Fantastic dude. rules. Now, <laughs> I did want to obviously talk about the Chappelle show, the Chappelle's special, special yeah. that came out today. I wasn't expecting it all, dude. I didn't know it was coming out. Heard no news. I don't know if they did yeah, it on purpose or maybe a, I just missed they, it. They put a trailer out like a week or two ago. Okay. And um, I, I think it came it. out. I feel like it came out on Monday. Yeah, I think it was Monday. Yeah. Watched it yesterday. It's so fucking good. Yeah, I watched it this morning. I, I, I saw that like a bunch of uh, comedians were posting their typical comedian shit which is like the cool ones were like that was good and the yeah. fucking lame ones were like <coughs> like dude shut up I'm not gonna name any names but like I just don't understand how so much of comedy culture has become saying why certain <laughs> things can't be funny yeah that's literally there's like a huge Vice article that came out that was like, here's why you should skip Dave Chappelle's new special. Yeah, and and the thing is, because I saw that Vice article, and it was worded in typical smug. I read woke. some of it, and a lot of the jokes are still funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, even when I read them on there, I was like, yeah, it's funny. But like yeah, they they like, were oh, the head. Go watch this. The headlines for those type of articles always like, yeah, you can go ahead and skip the Chappelle's special, yeah. or like no. 
Dave Chappelle's new comedy special was not funny. Here's why. Or like, <laughs> everyone's talking about Dave Chappelle's new special. And blah, blah, blah. It's always like the same format for every fucking headline. It's always this like yeah. smug thing where they're like, huh, yeah, guess what? I'm like, dude, shut up. You're the fucking... Uh, Taylor Hosking, the guy who wrote that, Taylor Hosking, you're a fucking nerd bro and i i don't like to i don't like to say negative things about people because i'm always wary that like you know you're gonna write an article about here's why you can go ahead and skip live from the studio but you probably will never fucking hear this you're a fucking dweeb dog you're on the wrong side of history dave Chappelle is doing something that virtually no other comedian is willing to do which is actually speak to what's really going on and make things funny that no virtually very few other comedians would be willing to do yeah and he's doing it not just in a way to like be like uh, you know shock. It's not just shock value. Yeah, certain- it'd be a thing if it was that. It'd be yeah. a th- it'd actually be a thing like you know what like we should really question where we're at if Dave Chappelle's making these jokes. Like if if they were actually like bad jokes mm-hmm. from like a bad place. Yeah. But like, dude, that special was so fucking funny. Everything in that special was so tight. And he made everything so funny. Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you... How, like, I understand comedy is subjective, but, like, dude, you're just being, like... Vice was originally, like, kind of, like, the hipster newspaper or whatever, mm-hmm. like, the hipster magazine. And, like, dude, you're going back to the roots with this one, I guess. Because everyone likes Dave Chappelle's special, and you're just there being like, here's why it sucks. Well... Yeah, Vice yeah, started I out. I didn't like Dave Chappelle's special. He was actually never funny. Yeah, Vice started Thank out um, as a collaborative effort effort between some dude and uh, Gavin McInnes. Actually, it was Gavin McInnes who was like super just right wing. Like, he's not really like a political guy anymore. He just kind of just says like jokes. He's just like a f- joke guy. And um, he was the he's original like a provocateur. Yeah, he was the original co-founder of that news of that outlet and. Um, he left because the direction that they decided they were trying to appeal. So he the way he described it, it's like um, you know, you start this kind of like thing that's supposed to be marketed towards young adults, like college age, like fresh out of college type age, like our age people. You know, they're trying to be hip. This is supposed to be a hip news outlet, Vice News, super cool, super on the beat of what's the pulse of culture at any given moment. And what happens is you get a bunch of dudes that are um not that age, who are the founders of it, and then they find themselves, instead of actually being immersed in that culture and being able to actually pick out the the things that would be funny or the things that would be compelling or relevant, they start trying to just kind of like find, you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah, like they're they not actually- things to like pick Yeah, at. they're trying like, to like, oh. they're trying to like, do what they think would appeal but they're not actually in it anymore so it like it becomes this kind of like pandering thing where they're just like trying to fit in it's like a fake investigative journalism yeah it's yeah. like at the most shallow level of investigative journalism like oh you watched a comedy special yeah you did all that research and now this is your article why it sucks yeah and it's like it's like cool to be it's cool to be a narc now it's not cool to be like I don't know who read that article and le- legitimately thought like oh this is a cool guy this guy is on the money like the, like you said comedy is subjective music art in general is subjective you can say you didn't like it 
But to go, when people start like applying their own rules for how shit could be, it's like saying like, oh, I didn't like this album and here's why. Because you shouldn't be doing bass lines like that. And your guitar should not sound like that. And his voice, like, why did he use that tone? It's like, okay, you cannot like it. But like, to just say that it was objectively bad or that like nobody else should listen to it. It's like, who the fuck are you? What have you done? Look at what Dave Chappelle's done and look at what you've done. You work at fucking Vice, dude. Nobody knows who you are. The, this is the biggest article you've ever had, probably, and it's just because you were shitting on somebody way more famous than you, which is how yeah. like all those guys make. And that's why, and he like, he probably didn't even make any money writing it. He probably got like, oh, you'll get exposure. Yeah, this article is gonna be big. And that's why, that's why you see so many like uh, people who used to be like considered like the rebels of their time. They just become so lame when they get older. Like the example I always use is like. When Eminem did that fucking segment on BET, it was so fucking lame, dude. And, like, it was annoying. It was disappointing to me because at his time in the early 2000s, he was, like, the rebel of cult. Like, his whole thing was, like, going against the status quo. Like, I'm going to fucking say this shit and talk about this shit and do this thing and be this guy that, like, nobody's ever seen before, and I'm going to fucking own it and really, like, rebel against the status quo. And that's what made him so popular was because he did that. And then because he's 50 now or whatever he is, 40 or whatever, he's not on the cutting edge of that stuff anymore. So now he's just trying to, like, guess what he should be doing to be to appear cool and rebellious and it's like no dude all you really did was just basically be exactly like everyone else but now you're 40 so it's even fucking lamer yeah there's like no track record leading up to it yeah it's just yeah yeah no it was also just funny that like i think he thought he was gonna get a uh like a clap back from trump from that yeah, like Trump's and I movie. think he just like left him in the water on purpose, mm-hmm. and then yeah, I don't know. If that it was just so kind of corny. I really like that uh, that Cristalia thing got like put over that video. Yeah, I feel like it makes it that video mm-hmm. so much better. Although I will say to Eminem's credit, to Eminem's credit, his clap back to Machine Gun Kelly was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. And that that's that's one of the things that like you have to be aware of when you're considered a great is you really got to pick your battles because if everybody already acknowledges like everybody's always like yo the last person you want to get in a fucking rap battle with is Eminem he's a fucking legend he's the greatest and it's like if I was in that position past my prime already done it already did it like I already if I never make another song if I never make another public appearance ever again in my life. I will go down in history as one of the greatest rappers of all time. Why take the chance? Why yeah. take the chance of putting out a diss track where people are like, it uh, wasn't that good? And then it kind of taints your legacy in a way. So like the fact that he had the balls to do it, which I mean, considering the fact that he did it with Trump, maybe he was just maybe he was just unself-aware enough to do it, but luckily it didn't turn out too badly. You know, yeah. that was like a draw. I feel like honestly, nobody... though, I still think Machine Gun Kelly won that rap battle. Yeah, but it, it's one of the. You know what it is? It's one of those things where it's like um, the way they do it in fighting, boxing, uh, specifically. Technical. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like 
it's much harder. Like if you're the challenger, like you have like the defending champion, right? And if you step up as the number one contender in the heavyweight championship and you're trying to dethrone the champ, it's a lot harder for the contender to beat the champ who's already sitting with the belt because in order to steal somebody's belt, you have to like decisively win. Like if it goes down to like a split decision, it's usually going to go in favor of the champ because it's like, well, you know, you guys kind of came to an even bout and your job was to take his belt and you didn't really take his belt. You just kind of like drew a draw. So it's like, it's like, so he's still keeping the belt. So it's like with in that, if you take that it's over, it's not like a clear victory. Exactly. So the if a, if a victory, you know, tie goes to the like in baseball, tie goes to the runner, like tie goes to the legend. If he if he comes to a dead even battle with Machine Gun Kelly, Eminem won. Okay, I see that. I feel like that's the way that we all kind of whether you have to say it out loud, that's kind of the way everybody thinks about it. It's like, eh. But I just I don't know any quotables from the Eminem one. I can beard is weird, man. Beard is weird stuck. That was good. That was good. But it's like I can't I can't really remember any quotables from the other one either. I mean I know there were quotables from both, but I can yeah. it's very vague in my memory at this point. But it's like you look at it, it's like okay, Eminem's obviously on the downslope of his career, clearly, and Machine Gun Kelly is supposed to be on the upslope and he did that as kind of like what I would consider to be kind of like a last grab at like rapping and now he's fucking acting in the dirt and yeah. that bird box and which no shade to him. I thought I people should I think he was good in the dirt, but I thought he was good. Yeah, he was good. Was I liked him in it. it was I good. liked that movie. It was a good was movie, good. dude. That movie made me wanna be a rock remade star. me wanna be a rock star. I was like, <laughs> dude, I wanna get fucking I wanna bang eighties chicks. I know it's not an option anymore. I mean it probably still is, but it's way grosser now. <laughs> but like I Yeah, they're eighty right now. Yeah, like I wanna do that shit too. <laughs> but no, that I think uh, I'm looking forward to, and this I was thinking about this today. <laughs> I just thought of Dave Chappelle's joke about Louis C.K. when he's like, "You ever seen a man who just came on his stomach?" <laughs> and he just does it. He's like fucking laying there, looking like melted pancake butter, and the face he made when he was, dude, it made me fucking die. Can I get a swig of that? <laughs> dude, but like what he said. <laughs> My friend Louis C.K. who tragically died in a masturbating accident. <laughs> <laughs> so with Louis C.K., is he? He's not going to be able to release a special on Netflix. There's no way Netflix is going to do that. No, I mean he'll probably go back to releasing them himself. And people will watch it, dude. He's touring overseas now. And I will say one of the things that really stuck with me. Because I like how Dave Chappelle kind of does it a little bit differently, where both of his two most recent Netflix specials have been, like, two-parters. So, like, this one had the special, and then it had, like, the the segment after episode two, which is, like, the punchline, which is kind of like a and a with the crowd. Did you see that? And no, I did. I oh, got to watch that. Yeah, it's, um, go back to the special, and it's episode two. Like, if you just keep it playing after the credits, it goes to the next thing. Okay, cool. Um, which I was kind of confused about, too, because I, I had seen somebody, like, say that that was going to happen, so I, like thought to wait for it but even even when i was waiting for it, i was like is it supposed to come because it's like not usually i was expecting like a marvel thing where like the credits yeah, fade back yeah, into yeah. it but it's like it literally like went back to the netflix home screen and then auto played after 15 seconds to the next one i was like oh okay glad i waited for it but um he does a q a called the punchline which is what i was talking about earlier um and it was at the punchline in san francisco and partly in um atlanta 
well, he filmed a special in Atlanta, and I think there were the Q and A's took place in San Francisco, probably Atlanta as well, and then Broadway. Okay. Um, and one of the things he was talking about was his uh, transgender jokes and how this transgender woman had come to see. He, he said he recorded the special like in his like practice sets leading up to the main filming. He did like five different shows in different locations, mm-hmm. and uh, this transgender woman had come to like four of his shows and was just dying laughing like throughout the trans jokes and things like that mm-hmm. and he had a drink with her after the show and he was saying like you know I was worried that you would be like offended by that or whatever and she was like no hold on one second what was it oh he was t- she was talking about like you know I remember when when you made jokes about R. Kelly the media attacked you for saying that you were normalizing what R. Kelly did and and she was like, and you know what makes me mad is how come they've never said when you make jokes about transgender people, you're normalizing transgenderism? Mm-hmm. Like, that's a good thing. Yeah. And the way he put that, I was like, I've never heard it explained that way, but I've always had this thing in the back of my mind that was like, dude, if we can't joke about something or someone, it kind of puts this thing in the air that, like, they're different. They're others. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I'm with my friends, like we can joke. We joked about each other for everything, whether it was, oh, my head of your fucking Indian terrorist, whatever. Like we did that because we didn't think anything of it. Yeah. It was just that's how we talk to each other. And that's, I guess, when I think of like why I've I've always thought that the enemy of people becoming more of us becoming more unified, unified as a society has always been that there's this constant feeling that we have to like not talk about that shit. It's like, oh, like, oh, you can't, you know, if you're doing, if you're performing a set at the fucking, you know, crown or something like that, and you're a white guy, you better not say anything about black guys, or you better not say anything, if you're a straight guy, you better not say anything about gay people. It's like, you're just, you're making it so that we're never allowed to just all be on the same plane, you know? And if you're coming from a place of, good-heartedness, then that should be what we strive for. We should be striving. And the fact that Dave Chappelle put it that way or the fact that this woman, Daphne, put it that way, it really kind of like, it was just, I've never heard it expressed that way. And it made perfect sense. I was like, yeah, that is what you're doing. When you're joking about people for things like that, if you're doing it from a good place, you're actually doing more good than the people who avoid the topic entirely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of want to watch that now. Yeah, we can pop it on after the cast. It was really, I mean, over all in all, Sticks and Stones was the name of the special. Glorious. I'm looking forward to when Louis C.K. comes out with one. I'm looking forward personally. I can see it in the near future. Dave Chappelle on Rogan. The world would turn upside down. I'm surprised it hasn't yeah, happened yet. I know, right? But I know Dave Chappelle's like very, I feel like he's very... Uh, skittish when it comes to interviews and stuff like that. For sure. There's very few, there's not a lot of content of him on podcasts and shit that I know of. No, not really. He, um, yeah, I think like the last interview I saw him do was like some weird New Year's, New Year's Eve interview where he was with John Mayer because they were doing a New Year's Eve party show. Mm-hmm. And like the, the sync was off between the two interviews. So, like, they'd ask him a question, and it would take, like, 10 seconds for him to hear the question to answer it. Uh, <laughs> so, it was just such a weird interview. Yeah. Just, like, him and John Mayer just, like, kind of struggling to, like, even hear the people, at like, talking to them. 
it was, it, it's like funny in that way, but also just like, man, I wish this was better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd be wild. Good bit. We'll put that on after the Q&A. <laughs> <laughs> How long have we been doing? Uh, We are... Oh, we're rolling, dude. We could wrap it up. Okay. We're like an hour and a half. Okay, yeah. Um, Well, shit. I don't know when this is coming out, but on Monday, September 2nd, we got a live show at FRS, Four Rent Shoes in Mount Vernon. Um, there's going to be like a nice little stand-up show up front. But then, let me tell you this. After the stand-up show, live from the studio, live podcast, live Q&A with Walt Miller, at the underscore wizard from app, uh, from Black Ink Crew on VH1. Yes, so reality he's show be, star, baby. He's going to be on the pod. Um, that's going to be live at FRS 4-inch shoes. And it's also going to be free. Uh, it's, it's free. It's free. free. 8 p.m. September 2nd. Come on out. That is part of the illustrious... BCF. Baltimore Comedy Festival. That is what is that? That's the not Baltimore the closing Comedy show, Festival is it? It's been featured in the Sun as one of the top ten things to do this weekend. Sick. Number three, above, it's above the Maryland State Fair. <laughs> it's above um, Nas and Missy Elliott, I think. Nice. It's above the Renaissance Fair, obviously. You know what? It's up there. It's top three events to do this weekend. What uh? What what topped you guys off? What 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 beat what beat out the BCF? Uh, I forget. Exactly. I saw them and I was like, eh, these are forgettable. Really? These are forgettable. And these then we got a nice little write up in the the Sun today, like our own little article. Awesome. Um, so yeah, if if this is out in time, come on out. It starts tomorrow on Wednesday, uh, the twenty eighth. That'll be today. I'm re- I'm releasing this episode on okay. Wednesday. Fuck yeah! So come on out. There's like 20 shows all weekend. All weekend. Go to BaltimoreComedyFestival.com. BaltimoreComedyFest.com. BaltimoreComedyFestival.com. Okay. Either one. Either that, one. Works. That'll give you a schedule. There's a ton of shows. Ton of shows. A lot of fun stuff. I think they're all free, right? Or most uh, of them? no, it's like half free, half ticketed. Yeah. But you know what? Come on out. Support. Um, there's a ton of people coming in from all over the place. There's a stripper comedian doing a show. Nice. It's wild. There's some stuff going on uh, that's still secret. Hell yeah. Um, so come on out to that. Um, I'm going to be hosting for Microscene September 20th on my birthday um, at Zissimo's. Get tickets for that. It's going to be fun. Um, and then my show's at The Crown every second and fourth Wednesday. Check those out. Top Secret and Hot Set. Oh, yeah. Um, Let's see. This weekend, take, uh, you know, if you're in Baltimore, uh, I will be at High Tops on Friday. A little duo thing. High Tops and Timonium 9 to close. Uh, Fells Point on Saturday, doing a little 6 of 10 solo at Riptides. These are just things, you know, you're in town for the Baltimore Comedy Festival. You're like, fuck it, dude. I'm going to go to Fells for a bit. Um, I'll be at Riptide right on Thames Street on the water. And then, uh, of course, Sunday, every Sunday, at the horse you came in on down in Fells Point from 10 to close. It's 10 to 1.30. Uh, this Sunday is a very special Sunday because it's Labor Day weekend, which means it's a three-day weekend, which means nobody's going to work on Monday. Uh, so it's going to be real. It's going to be like a Saturday, Friday night in there, and we're playing with the full band. 
uh, me, John, and Joe, the sophomore squad, going in. First time I've ever done a trio at the horse. Kind oh, of a yeah. skeptical of how we're all going to fit in that stage, but yeah. that's that's uh, the least of your concerns, people. So that's uh, every Sunday, but especially this Sunday. Yeah, figure out how to sit in there. It's going to be fucking packed. <laughs> Other than that, um, I'm at Jimmy Celeski on everything. Instagram. Please follow me on Instagram. Please like all my pictures. I need all the help I can get. Um, exactly. Take pictures of Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, also do that. Of him. If you ever see me out, take a picture. Send it to <laughs> me because I never take pictures of myself, as a grown man should not do, in my exactly. opinion. Um, but other than that, live from the studio, LFTS podcast all across the board. Uh, Spotify, iTunes, Laughable, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Your podcast you app it, on your dude. iPhone, everything. Any of them. Like or subscribe to us, too. Don't just listen and subscribe because we release episodes every week or like pretty much every week. So like Any of that shit. Every, every eight and a half days on average. We got, we got <laughs> you. Catch you next week. Yep, until next week. Peace. Peace.